Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody out there in podcast land. This is Tom Harris in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to Tom Harris USA, episode number 103. First one of these I've done in a while. Of course, the live show has been keeping me busy and keeping me out on the air up until the last couple of weeks. Now, unless you've been sleeping under a rock somewhere or you've never listened to the live show, I was doing a live show on unitedkingdomradio.co.uk up until a couple of weeks ago. Now, as for all intents and purposes, United Kingdom Radio is dead. However, the RSS stream is still active for the moment, so I'll be posting these shows on the RSS stream over there, just in case. But I would I would strongly encourage you folks who are downloading it on unitedkingdomradio.co.uk to not download it there, to instead go over to TomHarrisUSA.com and download it there, because that is where all my shows are kept. And you, of course, you can go back and get all the way back to the beginning of 2009 when I started doing the show. Anyway, uh, so in the last couple of weeks, what have I been up to? Well, I have been enjoying my time off. Yeah, because normally I would get up at about 9 a.m. on Saturday, you know, prepare for the show. Of course, I've done preparation prior to, to Saturday morning. Usually I you know, start doing work on the show, you know, like on Thursday. So it's been really nice not to actually have anything to do. And I, in some senses, I don't really know what to do my, with myself in regards to that. But I am also doing another show called Radio Free Asgard, and that usually takes my you know, Monday through Wednesday energy. And then, of course, the live show was taking my Thursday through Saturday energy. And I'll be quite honest, I'm enjoying the time off right now. So who knows? So it may be a while before the live show comes back. If it does come back, it's probably going to be on 1,000 mics. I already have an account there, and I already have an account over on Reach On Air because I've been thinking about doing something that I haven't done in a long time, and that is doing a music-based show. Not even so much a music and chat show, though I, I do want to do that, but actually just a music show showcasing the sort of stuff that I like to listen to. And it's not something that they really do over there. So I'm really kind of uh, pondering my options. And I'm sure that as soon as I've decided on what exactly I'm going to do, I'll let everybody know. So anyway, um, so what have I been doing? Well, I've been spending a lot of time going out and doing stuff. And, And especially lately, I've been doing a lot of applying for jobs, a lot of job interviews. But I've also been doing a lot of geocaching. And I know I've explained that in prior shows, so I don't need to talk about that so much now. But recently, I started hooking up with a group called Legs, and it's the League of Extraordinary Geocachers, and they're based out of Oak Park, which is a sort of a western suburb of Chicago. But for the last few weeks, they've been working on the lakefront. They've been doing a lot of the lakefront caches which has made it possible for me to join up with them and to to actually go out with them on Sundays and spend the day with them Sundays doing some geocaching. And I have to say, it's been a lot of fun. It's a great bunch of people. And I've also been working some geocaching into my daily activities as far as, uh, for example, last week I had an interview downtown 
for one of the big uh, staffing agencies. Now, I, I, yeah, the staffing agency interviews aren't any big deal, but I do like to still make them, you know, and still go on those interviews and still you know, talk to the people because you never know. You never know if you're going to get something out of that or not. Not working has been a real drag, and it's something I've been spending a lot of time working on, sending out resumes and so forth. But anyway... Uh, as I was saying, I was downtown on, uh, it was on a, a Friday, last Friday, and was actually able to go and spend some time with other geocachers at the Friday Loop Lunch Club. Uh, they have, you know, every other Friday they have a gathering. And, and because I've been downtown anyway on some of these Fridays, that I've actually stopped by and, uh, you know, spent some time with other geocachers. And it's been good, and it's been good for Pete because yeah, Pete has been occasionally complaining about me wanting to go geocaching. And, you know, he's not as into it as I am. So it actually has been a good opportunity for me socially to meet up with other people who are interested in geocaching and are able to, to go out, you know, on Sunday especially, and, and go out and do stuff. So that's kind of what I've been doing on weekends. And I've been spending you have no idea a lot of time during the week actually trying to get work because that right now is my biggest priority now of course i am still doing the radio free asgard shows so that still takes a fair amount of time as well so that's what i'm doing now of course these day-to-day activities are made more complicated by a number of extenuating circumstances not the least of which has been the weather that we've had for the last few weeks. We have had more severe weather this summer than I remember from any summer so far that I've been living in Chicago. And I don't think anybody has had a real good answer for what is causing all the severe weather, but we have had a lot of extreme heat. Indeed, a lot of the the eastern U.S. has had a lot of heat. But uh, we've had a lot of heat and a lot of humidity, and which has created, in a lot of instances, these microburst storms. And we've had them before here in Chicago since I've been living here. But this summer, it seems like we've just had one after the other. It's just been a, a ton of these these microburst storms after another. So far, here, wh- where I am, we've been very, very lucky that we haven't had any power outages, at least not any significant power outages. We had a really, really short one, apparently, when I wasn't home one day. Uh, I think that was one of the days when I went downtown. But to tell you how bad it was, I mean, it actually stopped the trains. That's very unusual, because what happened was there was a microburst storm up in, I think it was up in um, in Highland Park, which is rather, it's, it's not that far from here, it's like about, five or six miles from here, north of here. But they had a microburst storm that actually knocked over trees and knocked them over onto the metro track. So what that did was, it just so happens that on the day that the storm happened, I had a job interview downtown, and I wasn't able to actually get downtown because the trains weren't actually running. Now, as it happened, the person I was interviewing with was also trapped uh, and wasn't able to get downtown either, so it turned out to be okay. I ended up going downtown uh, the following, I think this was a Thursday, I ended up going downtown on, on the Monday and having an interview with them on Monday. But it, it was still a real pain in the butt. And we've had a lot of rain here. And that has been, you know, it's just another complication for, for somebody who doesn't have a car, who relies on public transportation. Now, the, the, uh, 
the other thing is that uh, Pete has now has a job, and that's of course that's fantastic news because you know he's been looking for a while now, and I think it's great that he does. But uh, it means that I I don't have automatically you know ride at my beck and call. I, I can't automatically just call Pete and have him take me somewhere. So it, it does mean that I have to get. You know, I I he, he spoils me so much in some ways, and uh, you know I should actually be more self reliant when it comes to rides, and of course the, you know I'm being forced to be now. But it's good news for Pete there that that he's working. Now now I now I need to get a job and and you know make that. Both of us, you know, because it's, I'd rather have us both be working and busy. But um, it does occasionally throw a crimp into my plans when the weather is bad. And, you know, I'm used to that in the winter with the winter storms. But at least with the winter storms, it doesn't usually knock out things like train lines. You know, they, they do have these uh, special machines that go along the train lines and they brush the snow and ice off. And you don't have to worry about that uh, during the winter. And, and some areas of the tracks are actually heated, so you don't, you know, it actually keeps the ice from forming on them to begin with. So that, that, that's one of the nice things about living here in Chicago is that the public transportation, and in particular the trains, is pretty good, and so you can get kind of get around from place to place, even in inclement weather. But even those automatic, you know, track cleaners or you know the, the cars that they have that go along the tracks and. and get the leaves and ice and stuff off, even they're kind of helpless if you have a whole tree blow across it, and that's what's been happening with these microburst storms. A lot of tree branches come down, and they actually have to be cleared by hand. So that always creates havoc. And unfortunately, that's happened a lot this this summer. But I've still been able to get out and about a few times during the summer in between spells of bad weather, though I did get trapped in the rain last week when I was in Chicago, when I was down there. It was right before the Friday Lunch Club. I had an interview at one of the agencies, and afterwards I went and grabbed a couple of geocaches, and one of these microburst storms came right over the downtown area. Now, it didn't cause much damage or anything, but it did produce torrents of rain. And unfortunately, I got caught out in the middle of it wearing my jacket and and tie and and button-down shirt. And I was able to change into a uh, T-shirt that I had in my uh, bag with me, but everything in my bag was soaked. It was pretty hideously uh, inconvenient, I guess. I wouldn't say, you know, it it was fun in a way, but also in a way it's kind of a pain because now I have to get my suit dry cleaned uh, because uh, it really got, got drenched. The other thing that the weather didn't stop, and I was kind of happy about this, was that last Saturday, a group of friends and I went out to the George Morley. And what this is, is this is a shipwreck. And it's right off the coast of Evanston, which is the town just north of Chicago. I live, where I live right now is, is about a, you know, less than half a mile from the uh, border between Evanston and uh, Chicago. I'm as far north as you can go in Chicago, basically, and still be in Chicago. But uh, we decided to go out to the George Morley. And we had ulterior motives, of course, because there is a geocache there. But I went up, uh, took the train up, and walked out to the area where the uh, George Morley is. And it's about, uh, I'd say about 100 yards off off of the coast. It, it's not that far out. And there's a buoy which marks the bow of the ship, and that's where we wanted to go. So we were able to get out there, and we got to uh, rent, you know, we have to rent 
uh, kayaks or canoes there, and we weren't able to do that because they weren't renting that day. And the reason why is because of the storms, there had been a release of kind of groundwater mixed with sewage that had been released off of Wilmette. And it was still kind of a ways out out in the in the lake it wasn't right by the shore where we were but they it was enough that the uh, parks department of evanston would not rent boats to us however we were lucky enough that some of the people had brought canoes or kayaks with them and we were still able to to get everybody out there who wanted to go out there now i was able to uh, take up take up the uh, the steering of one of the canoes and so we had uh, three people in our canoe there were four people in uh, the other canoe, and then there were two kayaks that had one person each in them. And we were able to get out to the Morley, and the idea was that we are going to have people dive down and get the geocache, bring it back up to the surface, because the geocache is actually magnetically attached to the shipwreck itself. But unfortunately, because of the storms and because things have been stirred up so much, the visibility underwater was really poor. And even though they had diving masks and, and fins and were able to get down there, kind of look around, they couldn't find the geocache. So unfortunately, we're kind of, you know, we went out there and we had a good time and we're able to, to hang out and, and you know, we're able, you know, we, we couldn't see the shipwreck from the surface. Now, when the water is very clear, you can. But in this case, we couldn't because of the storms and all the rain we've had, that the water was kind of murky and the visibility down there wasn't all that great. But uh, anyway, so that was still fun anyway, and, and I'm glad we did that. But we're going to have to go back at some point and get the geocache you know, on its own. I mean, we're going to have to go back at some point without the group and get out there and dive off and, and, and find it. But anyway. That's kind of one of the fun things that I was able to do. It's a really interesting shipwreck because it's mostly intact. When you get get underneath the sand line, there's still quite a lot of it that's still there. The uh, ship was actually it was docked at the uh, the pier that used to be there. Greenwood Pier doesn't really exist anymore. There's there's a different pier there now, but the uh, the ship caught fire. And the fire hoses of the uh, fire department wouldn't actually reach far enough to put out the fire. So what they did was they untethered the ship, pushed it out to, to into the lake, and allowed the, the uh, ship to burn to the ground, as it were. And then the remains of it sank, and, and there it remains. Now, they did actually go and get, they got the anchor, and that's actually on display at the Coast Guard station. It's right there. Now, unfortunately, our time out there was cut short because there was another storm coming. And the uh, what, the lake started to get a bit choppy. And when I say a little bit choppy, I was really kind of worried that, you know, if the wind picked up, we were going to end up, you know, going over. Uh, as it happened, we were able to get back in with no problem, but we, we did notice that the Coast Guard ship was coming our way. They were, uh, there was a uh, Coast Guard boat that was heading right for us, and at that point we'd already decided that, you know, it's getting a little bit too choppy for us, so we're going to go back in, and uh, we're able to get in with no problem. So it was kind of an adventure. At the same time, it was kind of lame too, because we weren't able to get the geocache. But anyway, so that was uh, one of the fun things that I did uh, last week. I've been trying to get downtown and do some of the museums and, and that sort of thing that I haven't been able to do because of work. But 
I always forget, you know, it, there's always like a day that's free or whatever, and I'm, I, I constantly just forget to do it. So that is kind of frustrating. But at the same time, it, it's my own laziness in a lot of cases that, that I just am not pursuing this and finding out enough about it. Because I would love to be able to spend more time like at the Museum of Science and Industry or the Art Institute. I've been to the Field Museum enough in the last couple of years that I really don't feel as though I need to, to go back anytime soon unless I am with somebody who wants to go there. Because I, it's, it's more fun to go there with somebody who is actually wanting to go there and look at, at a, something in particular. And, and usually I find that interesting too. All right, so I have a uh, voice comment here, and as usual, the voice comments are from Scott. Now, in the past, people have kind of complained about a lot of voice comments from other people, but I'll tell you what, I, I really like getting the feedback. So this can be you folks. If you want have any feedback for the show, please feel free to email it to the show, and of course, your regular emails are, are welcome as well, especially now that you don't have the opportunity to Skype in. Uh, at least you can send an email, and the email should go to tom at tomharrisusa.com. could be an audio file. It could just be a plain old email. doesn't matter. I suppose you could still send them to tom at unitedkingdomradio.co.uk but there's really no point because it goes to the same email box anyway so anyway I have an email comment here from Scott and it's a kind of a hodgepodge of topics but mostly going back to that last couple of shows over on United Kingdom Radio where I played some of Scott's clips so here we are take it away Scott Hi Tom uh, I'm listening to this podcast number 10 where you're talking about psychics again and this was made way before I think I was even talking with you or knew you. I think uh, this was uh, way back. But it's funny, you seem to sort of get it back then. But I wonder if you have gotten it by now, the whole idea of how human beings are when it comes to things like psychics and like religion. You did put them in the same category, and I think I would too. They're both beyond logic, and they're based on emotions. And the thing that drives most people who are want to call it skeptics, rationalists, whatever you want you want to put, people who would be like Spock. You know, I was talking about, by the way, I want to thank you on your show. You're using me and my question about Spock and um, Klingons, Klingons and Vulcans, being uh, either like a Klingon or a Vulcan. And uh, that was uh, good to hear people talking a little bit about stuff like that. I'll try to think other things up and stick them in the show there, too. But... You know, you made the point that in many ways we are like the Klingons, like it or not, because we are very traditional and uh, very emotional. And, and that's totally true. Uh, and that's what drives, and I've said this for a long time, that's what drives human beings. And if you're smart, you will eventually realize it. The, the intellectual side of you will realize that that is probably the strongest driving force every single human being has, no matter how rational they claim to be. Deep down in, things are always driven by emotion. Oh, no, not me. I don't do that. It's all except me. Yeah, lots of other people do it, but not me. Mm, it, it's pretty much that way across the board. Uh, there are very few people who can be completely devoid and detached from their emotions and make every little decision logical. I've proven this to people time and time again. If they're willing to be honest and if I get to know them well enough, you know, they'll be doing things that aren't, aren't logical that aren't based on pure logic, but are based on emotions. Emotions like things they like, things that they don't like, things that they need, and so on. 
And this drives our life and it drives our beliefs and it drives, in certain cases, people with a political axe to grind of one kind or another nuts because they want people to run that part of their life by logic. So in your case, or the skeptics and stuff, it might be, you know, darn it, why can't people run their religious life by logic and forget about God? Or or these psychics, why can't they, you know, why can't uh, people realize they don't do it and forget about using them? You know, it's so wrong that they make all this money and it sticks in my craw. But these people want it. And I compared that to, you know, trying to um, help somebody who didn't want your help. You know, who was perfectly happy with what they were doing. And you're saying, you're not getting a good deal. Or, you know, this isn't the smartest way to run your life. Um, you know, I, I made a saying for that, which I've repeated a million times. You can't save a fool for themselves. And it's true. And the more you try, the more you're going to make a fool of yourself as opposed to anything else. <laughs> They're useless causes that they can't really be fought because you're fighting against something very basic, emotions. And emotions are not logical and never will be. And that's the thing. So it's like me saying, I know that my belief in God is illogical and beyond science. I freely admit it. And I think that's what makes me a tougher target for some people who are, you know, atheists and or anti God or whatever, because I'm I'm right up front about it. I'm I'm not sitting here pretending that I believe in God for some logical reason and that I can you know, I'm not even gonna try to prove him or in any other way validate that. I'm saying I need it, and that's what I'm going to uh, believe in for my own reasons, and and uh, and that's it. And if that drives you nuts, oh well. <laughs> and and I think a lot of people, if they were really honest like that, it would just it would really drive some of these people nuts that want to stop their behavior in one place or another, political behavior in as well. Um, and it sort of drives me nuts because I realize that it's also driving around politics and stuff like that. It's what makes people keep shifting from forward to reverse, from right to left to, you know, from, from liberal to democrat until they think they're going to get some change and they never really do because they're not addressing the real problems. But uh, it, it can drive you nuts when you've got some kind of a political point of view and you realize that what you're up against is nothing but emotion. That's it. All right. So thanks for your comments, Scott. It's always good to hear from you. And I got this one on the show pretty darn quick <laughs> compared to some of the, the past comments that uh, have taken over a year to get on the show. And this one I got on right away. Um, so... Actually, I was thinking about this while I was listening to your comment, and that is the fact you're talking about the Vulcans being about logic. But really, at the base of things, Vulcans are still driven by emotion. And the logical facade is just that. It's a facade. It's them controlling their emotions rather than than purging themselves of emotion. And you can certainly see that in a lot of the classic Trek episodes. Not to get all geeky and start talking about Star Trek again. Because I think we did enough of that a couple of shows ago. But, but really, the fact that Vulcans have such extremely powerful emotions is the reason why they shifted over to this sort of logical view to begin with. Whereas Klingons embrace that emotion and live their lives more according to things like emotion than even humans do. I mean, you know, humans are awfully emotional creatures as well, but we are sort of a balance between Vulcans who are the very restrained and the Klingons that are very uh, unrestrained, I guess you could say, 
as far as their emotions go. All right, so I do have one last vocal comment here, and this is from our good friend in Canada, Ian Duff. So take it away, Ian. That was a very good show you did today, Tom, and uh, it's too bad that UKR is signed off the net. Uh, I first learned about it uh, right uh, at the beginning there. I've heard uh, Sean and you and Mike Cullen and Stacy and Suko and Steve Parker and all the, all the gang there, and it's all just petered down to you and Suko, and finally... Uh, she just sort of said she'd uh, had enough with this Lee character. That's probably uh, just well. I, I was everybody was sort of shocked when Chris logged off there a couple of months ago. He seems to be going great guns now with his ten-minute uh, YouTube um, productions every day. So, anyways, I hope that uh, you get back on air and let us know what your new venue is and. Uh, that's about it for now. So we'll talk to you later. Ciao for now. All right. So that's Ian Duff there from Canada. Thanks, Ian, for your comments. It's always good to hear from you. Uh, I do apologize a little bit for the sound quality. I think that Ian records these comments on his iPhone, and it doesn't really have a, a proper microphone to speak of. So things do get a little bit distorted. But it's better than no comments at all. That's what I say. Um, yeah, it is kind of a shame about United Kingdom Radio. I do kind of miss it. I, I certainly miss the, the fellowship of the people, and now everybody seems to have, have gone their separate ways. I don't expect to see United Kingdom Radio back anytime soon, or the follow-up to it that Lee Mills was working on, because Lee now has a new baby, and he also has a new job. After over a year, I think, of, of looking for a job, he's finally got one. So you know, I think that that is going to be taking a lot of his time, and so whatever projects he has going are not going to happen anytime soon. But you never know. I mean, I don't know, to be quite honest, what's coming next. And as I've said earlier in this show, you know, I've been thinking about doing a music show. I've been thinking about just doing my you know, live show again on a different venue. You know, there's a lot of different possibilities that I'm pondering. But right now I'm just kind of enjoying the time off and not having that pressure every week to, to come up with something new each and every week. And I'm enjoying the time doing other things like going out to the morally shipwreck and things like that. So right now I'm kind of enjoying the time off. And I promise you all that, you know, I'm not going away. Now, there is another pre-recorded show in the works. Now, this is going to be part one of my traveling in Italy uh, shows. So, yeah, I'm going to keep doing these travel shows because because people like them. People keep emailing me and saying, you know, I, I or Facebooking me and saying, you know, I like your travel shows. And I like doing them, too. They do take a little bit of work, but that's okay. So you can look forward to... Uh, Tom Harris USA 104, and I promise it's going to be a lot sooner than this one. I think it was at least six months between 102 and 103, and I think you can expect 104 within the next couple of weeks. So, uh, and we'll be talking about traveling in Italy then. So that's kind of where I'm heading right now. Is for a while I'm just going to do pre-recorded shows and enjoy the time off that I have, and that's kind of it, really. Well, anyway, it's it's been really good to uh, to hear from people and and know that there are people out there who are missing this live show that I was doing, and part of me does miss it. 
I don't like you know dealing with with UStream. I don't particularly want to do like video show like Chris. Chris has been doing you know it got to a point with him where it got to be a chore, and I don't want any of my shows to become as though they're like a chore. I, I do the show for fun, and so if it if it does become a lot of hassle. Then I can see myself just, you know, chucking it in and just saying, you know, forget it. I'm not going to do it anymore. But that, I'm not at that point. I'm, not, I'm certainly not anywhere near that point. I have a lot more travel stuff to talk about. And of course, I'm always thinking of stuff to talk about. And, and while I'm doing these Radio Free Asgard shows, you know, though they're based on comics and mythology, I do occasionally, while I'm working on those shows, think about stuff that I want to talk about on this show. And that's just kind of the way it's always been. Whatever I'm working on, I'm always thinking of, of something else. Yeah, it's like, whatever, if I'm at work, I'm thinking about doing the show. If I'm you know, doing the show, I'm thinking about doing a different show. And that's just kind of the way it's always worked with me. Um, but anyway, uh, if anybody has any... Other feedback, like I said, audio files, email, whatever. You can email the show, tom at tomharrisusa.com. And I may edit for time, but I very seldom will edit for content. And and I think Scott will verify with this. I you know cut out some dead air, but, but basically his uh, comment is there in its entirety. And that's kind of the way I do it. I don't want to censor people. Not unnecessarily, though I will, I will snip, snip, snip occasionally if I think things are too long or if, if people are repeating themselves a lot. And that's just kind of my own, my own take on it. All right. So, uh, that's it for this show. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, this is Tom Harris in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, signing off. We'll see you in a couple of weeks time for Tom Harris USA 104. This is Tom Harris in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, signing off. We'll see you next time.